We use our phones for everything at this point, and I am absolutely guilty of that. I look up recipes on my phone. I meal plan on my phone. I use my GPS, even though I know where I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) But did you know that you can also use your phone for some sexy me time? Don't worry. Your fantasies are safe with Dipsy. Just don't forget to use your headphones. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. And there's a growing library of fantasy series with vampires, Greek gods, and fairy smut to explore the bounds of your pleasure. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. They also have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy written stories to read. Let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time. Explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or even heat things up with a partner. For listeners of our show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash justbreakup. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsystories.com slash justbreakup dipsystories.com slash just break up. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey, friends, Sierra here. So, in today's episode, we talk about the idea of love languages and we explain this briefly in the upcoming show, but we wanted to reiterate that while this concept is incredibly helpful, it was first coined by someone who holds incredibly problematic ideas about gender and marriage. Now, Sam and I have both found the idea of love languages truly helpful in our own personal relationships and lives and believe the idea can help others. And also, we just learned that 100% of this guy's book sales on love languages supports his transphobic sexist evangelism. So just to be crystal clear, if you're seeking out more information about this very helpful idea of love languages and not the source, there are tons of amazing and free and non-bigoted relationship health resources out there. Casey Tanner at Queer Sex Therapy is one of our favorites. All right. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who is still waiting for her anniversary gift. But before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. We are not professionals. We are not trained in any of this. So please take our advice as you see fit. We are only here to offer our humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs about the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. All right, I'm just going to dive into today's letter. It is from Ungrateful and Confused Girlfriend, whose pronouns are she, her, who is writing to us from Seattle, Washington. So here's my predicament. 
I've been in a wonderful relationship for the past three years with my amazing boyfriend, he, him. Let's call him Joe. We've had a handful of hard conversations um, that have involved us expressing our needs to one another, i.e. what we can both do to love each other in ways we desire to be loved. We both communicated our love languages and his our physical touch, but what heterosexual males isn't, <laughs> and word of, words of affirmation. Mine are acts of service and gift giving. I know this is a bit materialistic, but I am an excellent gift giver. And I feel so loved when I'm gifted with something someone put a lot of thought towards. It has been deeply important to me to express my love to him in these ways. And I'm proud that he's been affirming and recognizing that I have been getting better at loving him in the way that he needs to be loved. And that has made my my heart happy. And that has made my heart super happy. However... When it comes to the way I need to be loved, I can't confidently say he's made the same effort as me. There was a recent situation that really triggered me, and I don't know how to handle it. We went on a third anniversary trip together last week, and it was epic. We ended up agreeing that we would save money for the trip so gifts were not to be exchanged. However, romantic me wanted to surprise him and make the gesture. So I ended up buying him a super cool shirt he was eyeing at the store we were at and told him it would be my anniversary gift to him. He was very gracious and kept insisting that I didn't have to, but I was persistent that I would be happy to buy it. Fast forward, the trip ended and on the way home, I couldn't help but feel sad that he never reciprocated the gesture. On the way home, he bought his mom a souvenir that I helped him pick out, and this deepened my sadness the more I thought about it. At one point, I made a passive comment about him not getting me a gift, but he brought up the fact that we had agreed that we wouldn't exchange gifts, and I shouldn't have had that expectation when I insisted on buying him the shirt. His reaction to my comment made me feel silly and wrong for having that expectation, so I dropped the topic and swept my feelings under the rug. It's been a few days now, and I still can't seem to shake the sadness that he didn't reciprocate the anniversary gift. He brought up the topic of getting his mom another gift for Mother's Day, and the angry gift goblin in me couldn't help but feel livid. I love that he loves his mom and is being thoughtful about getting gifts for her. But why is this driving me crazy and stirring up jealousy and resentment? Am I in the wrong for getting him something and expecting a gift in return? Am I materialistic for wanting a tangible gift? To be fair, he did all the driving and hotel booking. So should I just be grateful for the effort that he put towards the trip? Why can't I shake this? And how can I express how much a simple gift would be without coming off as a materialistic bitch? Your (laughs) wisdom and insight would be greatly appreciated. All right. Ungrateful and confused. Thank you so much for writing to us. Um, and I'm really sorry that you're feeling so triggered by this experience. Um, and I'm sorry that it's like, it's having all of these ripple effects in your life where you're, you know, it seems like this is kind of, a, um, it seems like you're holding this a lot and it is like kind of coming out in weird ways when you're sort of seeing your, your boyfriend buy a gift for his mom or mm-hmm. when he's, you know, when you are offering him other love in a way that he really likes to hear it. Um, and it's hard to feel like you've been slighted, uh, and that you feel like you have no cause to feel like you've been slighted, right? This sort of dual whammy of being like, well, the feeling is here, but you're also telling me that not the feeling isn't justified. So which of these two things am I supposed to 
do? Mm-hmm. How am I supposed to get myself out of this really sticky place where there seems to be no good option? Um, so Sierra and I are going to talk about this, offer you some um, some advice, hopefully give you a lifeline to find your way out from between this rock and this hard place. But before we do that, we're going to take a short break. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Break Up virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. (laughs) Stop wasting money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. We don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. (laughs) Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. 
All right, my darling, thank you so much for writing and trusting us with this letter. There's a lot that I want to dive into, um, so I'm just going to start. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> uh, um, I first want to talk about love languages, and I think a common either misconception or like, you know, we talk about love languages as though our hearts are like fluent <laughs> in all of them and our hearts are logical <laughs> and linear and I don't know, trustworthy, which they aren't. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and I just want to say, um, one, I'm really curious about the origins of your gift giving love language. Like who gave you gifts when you were younger or particularly didn't give you gifts um, that made you um, have this attachment to this love language? Quick caveat or um, aside that I want to apply to this whole conversation, gift giving isn't superficial. It is not the superficial love language. And if we keep moving around this this love language, if we if we keep treating it as such, we're devaluing um, all of the people out there who really love to give and receive gifts. Um, I think that is really easy to to, to simplify it, to make it really one dimensional and say it's materialistic or superficial or whatever. But this is a very valid way that people show their love and receive their love, especially when we live in a system of capitalism, which I'm going to rail on in a minute. But like, it's not because it's not evil, <laughs> like capitalism is evil, but, mm -hmm. <laughs> excuse me. But also because we live in a system of capitalism where things are bought and purchased all the time, there is a way to do that lovingly and feel loved by it. This is, this is not a materialistic sure. thing. Um, obviously there are ways to be materialistic, but let's just erase that from this conversation right now, because we don't need another way to, I don't know, shit on ourselves. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> that's real. That's real. <laughs> we don't I need to like all? rank okay. order the love languages yes, and be like, this I'm one's real say. and this one's not. Cause yes, it's like, yeah. That's not serving it, anyone well. <laughs> well, and and to, to that point, you know, the the joke about all heterosexual men's love language being physical touch, like, I don't think that's true at all. And I think mm -hmm. that is railing on. It's making a hierarchy about these love languages that, A, we never chose. <clears throat> right. right? <laughs> um, and B, there's there. We can't we can't posit that there's one that's better or more organic or more natural or more authentic than the other, because that's defeating the purpose of trying to understand one another's love languages. Another quick aside, I'm just realizing we should do a really quick overview. This, this concept is from someone that I can't remember who also is like a, a potentially like a yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it's a Baptist person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, preacher. Like, uh, it's yeah, there's there's an episode origins of, for this. Yeah, there's an episode of If Books Could Kill, um, which is a podcast about like airplane books and how harmful the ideas in them are. And they did one about the the five loan languages. And the assessment was the book itself is shit. The ideas are actually really helpful in relationships. We so we should Thank keep you. them. <laughs> yep. That's, that's how I feel about it. So yeah. the idea is not crediting the book because whatever. Um, the idea is that uh, there are five traditional love languages and we all speak our own unique language um, from our, you know, that we learn from our parents or what we did receive or what we didn't receive. Um, and the idea is you like to receive and give love in these primary ways, whether it be gift giving, physical touch, 
acts of service, which is like, you know, being made food or, or whatnot, Mm -hmm. um, quality time, just spending time together or words of affirmation. I love you. You look beautiful. I appreciate you. Um, I think what's tricky is why love languages is difficult is that you can be saying, I want you to love me. I want you to love me in one language. I want you to give me a gift. I want you to give me a gift, but your partner is speaking a totally different language Mm -hmm. and is taking care of you, is cooking you dinner, is doing your laundry. And you're like, you're not telling me hotels and doing all the driving, all those acts of service that you're asking for. (laughs) Yeah. And I think with, I think with gift giving, it's particularly tricky when you like to give and receive it because you even said in your letter, my darling, you said, I'm an excellent gift giver. And then you, you had two opposing ideas. Um, and I just want to point them out to you. You said, um, I love when somebody gives me something that they put a lot of thought into. And then in your last paragraph, in your anger, you said, I just want a simple gift I just want to ask for a simple gift without coming off as an asshole, you know, without coming off as an asshole. Um, and I think it's hard for full, full transparency. I am a phenomenal gift giver. Willow will never give me a gift as thoughtful as I give her gifts. <laughs> <laughs> She'll tell you that. She'll tell you uh, that is really that real. It's hard to top, right? You know what I mean? And. That is something that I have to come to terms with and that you might have to come to terms with, right? Um, Putting it into perspective, like, is this what you want to remember from your, quote, epic anniversary trip in which everything went well? Mm -hmm. Um, He will he will he may never be able to give you a gift as thoughtful or as effortlessly or as awesomely as you give him gifts. Does that mean you it is unwarranted to say like, Hey, I would like a physical gift. You know, I love, no, you know, my love language is gift giving. (laughs) I want gifts more. That is absolutely an okay thing to do, but you're, you're also going to have to, it's, you're going to have to recognize that some people are gifted at gift giving (laughs) and other people struggle with it. I know Sam struggles with it. Um, I hate hate (laughs) gift giving. It's a lot of pressure. Um, And the last thing before I, I volleyed over Sam is your, one of your love languages, primary love language is gift giving. If your heart wants gifts, you need to own that. And say that you are not being materialistic, you are not being selfish, and we're going to get into why you can't buy a gift and expect a gift in return. But it is absolutely okay to want gifts in your relationship. You just need to say that. You need (laughs) to say that and own that in your in your relationship. I think that I, if I were your partner in this situation, I would I would be expressing the same amount of confusion that I think that he is expressing to you about Mm -hmm. this as well, right? Because Again, as somebody who's like love language is not gift giving. It is not something that it it's gifts are wonderful. And I appreciate that people really like to give them and put a lot of thought into them. They like the meaning of them is often a lost on me. It doesn't it feels very foreign to me to think like, oh, I'm going to buy somebody something that will be my that'll be how I show them love. And so the idea of you agreeing in this to not give each other gifts and then have an expectation that I'm supposed to buy you a gift would be really confusing to me. Even if you bought me a gift, even if you said, look, look, here's this shirt that I bought you and then said, well, I really, I really want you to buy me something. I would be like, well, we talked about not getting each other gifts, right? Cause it's not about for me, 
It's not about the love that is being transmitted through that gift. For me, it's about we agreed to save money on this trip by not buying each other gifts. And then you decided that you wanted to spend your money on something for me, which is like your prerogative. And I'm very appreciative of it, Mm -hmm. but I don't. But now suddenly there's an expectation on me to also spend my money that I told you that I didn't want to spend on gifts in order to because you decided to do this nice thing for me. Like it feel it would feel to me really transactional. Yes. It would feel to me really uncomfortable. I would probably be really frustrated that like you reneged on our agreement to not buy each other gifts. And now I there's an expectation on me to do something that I told you I didn't want to do. I think that it's important to explore why we culturally view gift giving as something that is transactional or as like an exchange. And honestly, I think it's like I brought this up earlier. I think it's a product of capitalism and like, I don't know what holidays you celebrate, but of like holiday gift giving Christmas um, culture, especially in the U.S. is like you buy a gift not to receive a gift, but that is the thing that you participate in since you're very little. Yep. You know, so it's like this gifting exchange. And I'm curious too what the what your what the letter writer's relationship to gift giving was when they were younger. You know what I mean? Was it always did For you sure. come from a household where if one sibling got a present, all of the siblings got a present? Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Did you come from a household in which if one person got a happy meal? because they were with their parent and and the other kids weren't, did they get the, the Happy Meal toy that brought back to you? You know, were you always thought of with physical items in that way? And it, maybe that's why you're you're seeing that. And also your heart is saying, I'm I'm giving you a gift because I want this love, this, this affirmation in this way. Mm-hmm. I'm showing you how to do it. Yep. But maybe it's an ulterior motive, like not in a manipulative way, but like, Maybe your heart is trying to show him how to love you the way you want to be loved. But I think Sam is being totally reasonable here. If I was your partner, I would like, how about this? Your feelings of wanting to be given gifts in, and to be loved that way is reasonable. Your pain, even your disappointment, that's coming from a yep. unvoiced desire. And then you need to direct the disappointment at yourself that I didn't voice this authentic and valid desire that I have. Not that you need to be disappointed in yourself. I didn't mean to imply that, yeah. but like, it's <laughs> yeah. hard to be going back to the check-in topic about that. We talked about on Monday, uh, we talked about jealousy and like, is it rooted in what was the phrase? Um, is it calibrated to reality? Mm-hmm. Is it calibrated to reality that you should be disappointed in your boyfriend for not buying you a present when you said you weren't going to do presents? She, how, how could he have known that he needs to buy you a present when you bought him a present? Do you know what I mean? Yep. Like mm-hmm. all of your feelings are valid. And also you need to calibrate it to reality in terms of how you want to move forward, how you want to nurture those feelings. This is what I'm trying to say. Like if your heart wants gifts, you need to own that. You need to own sure. that. It's unapologetically and compassionately towards yourself. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, I sort of explained from my point of view, how it would feel to be in your partner's shoes, but I also totally understand how it feels to you, right? Like if this is, if this gift is so imbued with love, right? Yeah. Is a translation and like a, an artifact of your love and to have it be unreciprocated. Like I could totally understand how devastating that would be. Yes. But again, like Sierra said, the the issue here is that you two are speaking different languages. So if you don't help translate what this means for you, 
then again, for me, as somebody who probably shares perspective of your partner, all I'm hearing is I gave you something. So now you, I expect something from you, which does not feel like love to me. <laughs> it, it feels, it feels really transactional. It feels like it diminishes the love of the gift that you gave yes. me because I'm like, Oh, you just wanted something from me. So that's why yeah. you're, you're doing this. I understand that that is not what you're saying. Right. right? 100%. I understand that that is not what is trying you're trying to convey to him, but I just want to give you sort of the, the, a really real explanation of it so that you can see where the mistranslation is happening here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And instead of expecting your partner to somehow move into an instant or miraculous understanding of a language that he does not speak, yeah. how can you help translate that for him and say, Hey, gift giving is super important to me. So next time we have an anniversary, can we please make sure that gifts are part of it? Because that's how I feel loved. Or can you say to him, hey, I don't actually, I didn't buy you the shirt with the expectation that you buy me something else. But as a reminder, little gifts, little things are really meaningful to me. It really helps me feel loved when you just pick something up off when you're at the grocery store and say, this made me think of you or whatever it is. Right. But like there needs to be some effort to help explain this to him. And again, it sounds like you are trying to do that, but, but there are these like expectations that are there that are really, really real for you and present for you, but probably aren't super real or present for him. So how can you make those a little bit more clear to him? And how can you practice some empathy for him in this moment to say like, this is something that's getting lost in translation. This is an expectation that I never made clear. This probably feels really different for him than it does for me. And so we're reacting and acting with a whole different set of languages and and contexts that are causing us to do this. He's not being malicious by buying his mom a gift and not you, not you a gift, right? He's just exercising what he thinks is best based on his own experience around this, his own understanding of what the situation is. Yeah. Um, and like I said before, I, I am super curious in about your gifting um, history. You know, all of our love languages come from our experiences and the ways we were and were not loved, you know. And I think that we see it in so many realms of our culture that if you do, you know, that that kindness is transactional that is an mm-hmm. exchange that I'm being kind to you so that you're being kind to me. I'm going to respect you so that you respect me. I'm going to say, I love you so that you say, I love you back to me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and while I, while that is an understandable means to get what we want, right? Like I, I understand why we do it. It's also, it's not rooted in any sense of security or, or, um, true intimacy you know it's like really vulnerable if you think about it to like say i love you and fully cut the tie not expect it back not need it back and just tell someone you love them because that is how you that is you want them to know but more importantly you just need to to say it because it is true and it's the same thing if you think about it for your love language which you know mine's word of affirmation so that would be that um for me yours would be getting that gift Getting that gift and saying, I bought this for you because I love you. And I love buying gifts. I love showing you my love this way. Right. And, and 
and leaving it at that, it is vulnerable, you know, to, to explore what makes us feel unloved or what makes us feel uncared for. Um, and I, I have a ton of empathy. We, we kind of like railed on you lovingly, of course. Um, no, we didn't rail on you. That's not, I didn't, no, I just offered a, how it would feel to be a person in a different perspective. Right. Like, yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. You're yeah. not wrong. You're not like, you're not a bad person for, for feeling and expecting the things that you're expecting. It's just that how do you translate those in a way that's going to be, that's going to get you to your goal, which is to yes. get more gifts from this person. Yes, right. Because or like that is a valid to be love shown language. Love right. In the way that you, yeah. you can receive and really feel it, which is totally reasonable. Yes. And I also want to add, this is really tricky work. Like the first time I learned mm-hmm. about love language, love languages, it was like so empowering, so eye opening. And I was like, oh my God, I've got the keys to the universe. I've got all of my problems are going to be figured out. And then I realized down the line that you actually have to be malleable with these definitions of love languages. You have to be uncomfortable. You have to, you have to love in spite of not knowing what the return is going to be. You have to try Mm. loving in a new way. You know, you have to be willing to not accept less but to in, but to listen to the language that they're speaking and hear what they're saying in that other language. How is he mm. loving you with his companionship? How is he loving you with booking those hotels and what an awesome trip you had? How is he loving you by involving you in his family? And is that enough for you? It's okay mm. if it's not enough. It is. I promise you it is okay. I'm over here literally shouting into my microphone that I want you to get more gifts and I want you to ask for gifts. <laughs> period. Yes, absolutely. And you deserve those your boyfriend gifts. may never be a great gift giver. True. So 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 where is that gonna lead you? What will you have to do if that is the case? Absolutely. Um all right, my darling. I loved this letter and I really appreciate your vulnerability in sharing it. And we hope that this helps. Absolutely. Thank you so much for writing. We love you. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like more content from us, you can always support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode, as well as access to all of our episodes without ads. That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, producing all magical things by our good friend Spencer Worth Davis. Make sure to check out his music and his podcasts. And remember, it is okay to want to be loved in the way that makes you feel the most loved. It is okay to ask to be loved in that way, in that language that you know and appreciate most intimately. But you have to give those who love you a chance to know that language, to know what that request is. You're going to have to ask for it. None of us are mind readers. None of us know how to love each other perfectly. And if all else fails, just break up. <laughs>